talk about um horror movies all right um any uh any particular or just want to roll with what what's happening yeah just roll with me maybe what's happening maybe some classics that you recommend for the halloween season and maybe some of your favorites or something which i guess is like the same thing but, but yeah if you want to talk about maybe the current state of horror movies uh that'd be cool yeah i would love to all right. One second, I'm plugging my phone in because I was prepared for my laptop to be a full charge, not my phone, but now yeah. I'm plugged in. So <laughs> it's all good. Um, all right. So uh, it's actually, I can, I'm, I, I'll call myself sort of uniquely qualified to talk about horror. Uh, and nowadays, just because for my podcast, which has been on a bit of a hiatus but is not dead, uh, I am, uh, just like last year, I'm watching as many horror movies as I get my hand on that have been released this year. Hmm. Um, last year, I ended up watching 55 horror movies that came out in 2018. Wow. This year, only on about 20 or 21. But that, just like last year, I'm going to probably be binging like two a day in November and December to catch up. Mm-hmm. But um, there's, I think we're getting a lot of very interesting movies nowadays like we're getting a lot of VOD releases that are um they're not the sort of quality that like direct DVD videos used to be mm-hmm. where now you get some really interesting kind of fun stuff um and the rise of like streaming services like Shutter and Netflix you know Shutter especially you get a lot of really interesting foreign films mm. I'm going to help to not say interesting a million times I do that on my podcast <laughs> Uh, uh, for example, in August, they on Shutter they released the film Tigers Are Not Afraid, which I would highly recommend people check out. And it's a Spanish language, it's sort of like a, um, almost like an urban fairy tale horror movie. It's very weird, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like ghosts and zombie stuff. And they also just released One Cut of the Dead a couple weeks ago, which was it's a I want to say Korean zombie movie. I could be wrong. I know it is Asian language. But I'm not sure which one. Hmm. Um, Japanese, it appears, after I just Googled it. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to try to not say um a lot, too. That's all right. Don't worry about it. But 
in October, especially, you know, that's when everything's coming out. There's a bunch of movies on the horizon for October that I would highly recommend people like, keep an eye on. I've heard good things about the movie Haunt, which is produced by Eli Roth, currently on VOD, and it's coming out on Shutter on August, I think, 24th, I want to say. Mm-hmm. That's a fun movie. Um, as far as Halloween classics go, obviously there's the Halloween franchise, but I think the most Halloween movie even more so than any of the Halloween movies is Trick or Treat okay I don't know if you've seen that it's an anthology movie and uh, it was directed DVD but it was it's so so good Hmm. it was the same director who did uh, Krampus and recently Godzilla King of the Monsters okay where he did it was like four loosely connected uh, scary stories that take place within the same town and one of them, if it counts as my favorite short film, is it is my favorite short film of all time. It's so so good. It was called uh, the School Bus Massacre Revisited, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tried to like do some research, and I'm just like now I'm on the podcast, and I'm just blanking on everything. Hey, no worries. <laughs> um, you, I want to say you're a very unique. Um, horror movie buff in that, well, maybe not super unique, but um, you love the campy, like sci-fi, and, and like you were saying, like originally they'd be like a straight-to-home movie releases. Um, so I think that's an interesting perspective if you want to talk about that. Yeah, actually one of my top ten movies of last year was a sci-fi original movie because it was just so much like stupid fun. Mm-hmm. It was called uh, Killer High, and it was on a 10th year high school reunion. A killer boar, which is the mascot of the school, hmm. comes rampaging through the school and ruins the reunion. <laughs> and it was actually a dude in a boar suit, but it made sense in-universe. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason for the mayhem was that a mascot costume was cursed uh-huh. so a guy put on the costume and transformed into like a giant killer warthog but it was a, it was still a guy in a warthog suit which was fun hmm. and uh, that's it's, I watched that like, sci-fi I love what they do on sci-fi.com you can find all of their like a, a lot of their original movies just to hmm. watch free and it's amazing cool Speaking of that kind of camp stuff, the movie this movie came out in August. It's very similar. That was a lot of fun. Called uh, the Banana Splits movie. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of the Banana Splits TV show, the old seventies uh, TV show. Ah. It's a, it's a, it was a very it's your typical kind of kid show. It's a very lighthearted you know TV show, and then for some reason, sci-fi decided to make it into an R-rated horror movie. Perfect. I my thing suspicion and the suspicion of most people is that they were trying to basically make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie before Five Nights at Freddy's the movie comes out. Ah, oh, okay. Trying to beat them to the punch, they just bought something that looked similar and turned it into a horror movie, and it was it was fun. It wasn't. Um, it probably will not make my top ten list for the year, but I mm. still enjoyed it. Awesome. Right, yeah. Right now, what is my number one movie with a bullet is coming out on Blu-ray next Tuesday, actually, which is Crawl. Okay. Uh, the uh, movie about the killer alligators and the people trapped in the crawl space during a hurricane. It was so. It was so fun. 
it's one of those movies where you don't really have to think too much. It's not, it's not like a, you know, I, I've always said I have like two sides of like my horror brain, which is, I love the really in-depth, intricate, you know, make you think kind of horror movies, kind of like, uh, the Babadook, which is like, it's on a special place, like deep down. But I also like the dumb kind of fun horror movies. Mm-hmm. And Crawl was just like, just an hour and a half of dumb fun. Just gators are killing people. Why? Because they're gators and they're here and they're killing people. Awesome. Um, and I know, um, do you want to talk about, have you, I guess you've done episodes on your podcast, sort of similar to this, right? Where you um, talk about appropriate movies for the time of year or you have guests on and stuff right what you talk yeah about. yeah yeah. Um, uh, yeah like you have people on and i either you know it, it's been like 50 50 whether or not the movie or the guest comes first where i'll either say who wants to talk about this movie or i'll say hey you want to be on the show what movie do you want to talk about kind of thing mm-hmm. um do you have any episodes that you would direct people to that would be good oh. for uh if if they're looking for maybe some deep cut horror, oh uh, man, uh, absolutely. There's one episode that we did that you should watch the movie before you listen to our episode mm-hmm. because we spoil it. Because I usually go into in depth in the movie, and it was with a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Sean Hogan. Mm-hmm. We um, reviewed the movie Rock and Roll Nightmare. Okay, which is absolute camp '80s cheese at its best. And it's the full movie. Last I checked, the full movie was available on YouTube to watch. Oh, perfect. So you can just watch it for free and then listen to my episode for free with Sean. And we just, the, the last, like, 10 to 15 minutes of that movie is some of the most ridiculous nonsense I've ever seen, but I loved it. It's just the best. It, it, it makes, it turns the movie from a really stupid movie until into a work of art. It's like we like we said in the episode. It's the kind of movie where if you have no money and talent but want to make a good movie, how do you do it? And huh. that's how you do it. Cool. What about um? Do you do you have any like uh, TV series that you like this time of year, or do, that you uh, do you revisit any particular Halloween episodes of shows that you like? Oh man, um, I'm not. I, I'm I'm terrible at keeping up with TV shows. Most of the big like Netflix shows, I am far behind on. I haven't seen any Stranger Things. I've seen one episode of Haunting of Hill House. I saw the first episode of the new show, uh, Marianne, which was pretty good. But for TV episodes, um, starting on October 11th, they're bringing back Are You Afraid of the Dark as a three-episode miniseries. Uh-huh. But I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really, really cool. It looks like they're actually putting some money and talent into the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark franchise which are afraid of the dark a lot of the episodes still hold up as fun mm-hmm. but it's kind of clear that you know it wasn't made with the top tier talent you can get yeah and by that same token i would always recommend watching episodes of goosebumps on netflix like the haunted mask and mm. jack lanterns in particular for this time of year Both the episodes the haunted mask is legitimately amazing i will defend it to my dying breath but Attack of the Jacklands is more kind of dumb fun. And uh, there's another show made by the same people. It was about, it was very, it was relatively recent actually, like 2010, I want to say. It was R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour, 
which literally is a goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark, but made with people who know how to make things. Oh, okay. Like it has good writing and it has good acting and it has good cinematography. And it's really impressive. It was very dark, like for a kid's show, I thought. Maybe mm-hmm. the kid's TV has changed since I was a kid. Not to sound like an old fart. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely recommend The Haunting Hour. I think the first, last I checked, the first two seasons were on Netflix, but I could be lying if it was taken down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. What about, uh, did you see uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I did. I thought it was fun. Fun. It's, um, it was, it was kind of like a, it was a, what you might call a gateway horror movie, mm. where it's like for people, like younger people, it, it, it's, it's one of those things, just like the books, I feel like, just with the artwork, it might be a little too scary for like young kids. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it might be one of the things that like, draws you in. Because remember, the artwork in the original books was absolutely terrifying. Right, yeah. I know. And they, they kind of took the artwork in a lot of situations right from the book and just kind of recreated it on screen. And it was really interesting to see some of that uh, play out in like a three-dimensional uh, setting. The movie wasn't perfect. There were definitely things I would change about it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it, it still has such a great uh, aesthetic. Obviously, Guillermo del Toro was involved with that. And the director, Andre Overdahl, I think his name is, mm-hmm. he's made some really good movies such as uh, Troll Hunter and The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which are both fantastic movies to also check out by uh, for this Halloween season, I would say. Yeah, the Autopsy of Jane Doe was actually a movie that I came into, I, I learned about very late in the game, I guess. I, I watched it like earlier this year for the first time, and it was fantastic. Hmm. Um, yeah, Scary Stories to Tell the Dark was definitely a fun movie, but it might. But I know a lot of people thought it was kind of like, it, it was it, it was kind of like your basic horror movie a lot. It, was, it had a similar structure to the Goosebumps movie, but I think it was a little bit more um, organized, I would say. Okay. In the Goosebumps movie, but that could also be, like, to its fault, whereas the Goosebumps movie was kind of, like, everything's happening at once, and it was kind of fun. Pure Stories was more like, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. Hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any um, Halloween traditions or things you do this time of year to get in the spirit? I definitely always watch. I just watch The Haunted Mask. That's one of my Halloween staples. I basically just watch a lot of horror movies, like Haunted Mask, Trick or Treat, Halloween. I wish I could go to more, you know, like Haunted House attractions and stuff. I want to mm-hmm. act in one of those, but... Oh, perfect. But, you know. I'm sure there's... Plenty of houses in Pawtucket that aren't even God, a dude. legit attraction. You could—they're just frightening. So, Alex, what is funny? I re-listened to your first episode, and you mentioned uh, Pawtucket, and I just every time I got a full body cringe every time I heard it. Pawtucket. Yeah, for those non-New England people, for whatever reason, the W is silent in Pawtucket. In Pawtucket, it's Pawtucket, yeah. and I don't know why. Don't ask you. <laughs> 
wasn't my decision. Yeah. <laughs> Patty. Do they decorate this time of year? Um, it's like it is a little, it's weird. It's kind of like a, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot yet, but I also feel like it's been a weird sort of year with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it almost doesn't feel like October to me yet, even though yeah. it's the 8th as we're recording this. Right. Which is nuts. Like, I feel like I'm just so far behind on everything Halloween related. Mm-hmm. Like, I know in my family, we do a thing where, like, my sister and my dad will make, we've already made a bunch of, like, apple pies and stuff, like, for the season. But, like, for me, I'm like, I haven't done any of my Halloween stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, and then I lost it. Another movie that could be uh, interesting that's coming up soon. I recently, re- I just recently watched the movie uh, The Gallows. Gallows. Okay, yep, know that one. I saw that because the sequel is coming out on October twenty fifth. I did uh, see that. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought The Gallows was fine, but I hope the second one uh, drops the sound footage aspect because I think it could have been a lot better if it had mm. just been. Uh, straight horror movie I will say the poster for the Gallows Act 2 is absolutely beautiful like I want that on my wall somewhere <laughs> cool it's nice okay I just thought of a little segment alright what would you say are the best in in the following series okay because there's so many mm-hmm. sequels what would you say is the best Halloween Halloween 1. Okay. I also like Halloween 2 and H2O and the new one, but Halloween 1 is definitely the premier one. What about the best, uh, I want to say, is it Nightmare on Elm Street? How many of those did they make? Uh, they made seven in the original series, and they made uh, a remake of it, and Freddy vs. Jason, if you want to count that. So all in all, you could technically say nine. Okay. Which... The best is one... But Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and Wes Craven's New Nightmare are surprisingly close. They're both, like, top-quality movies as well. And then what else do we have? We have uh, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm. Uh, is Jason, is that a series? Yeah, the Friday the 13th series. Oh, Friday the 13th, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's, here's a bit of, here's a horror movie hot take for you. All right. Almost, almost none of them are good. <laughs> uh, six is okay. Six is fun. Jason X is stupid, stupid fun because of Jason in space. And right, yeah. I remember that one. They just I've stopped seen, caring yeah. fun. The first one's pretty good. Uh, here's here's a, a real horror movie hot take. The best Friday the 13th movie, technically speaking, is a movie called The Final Girls, which is okay. sort of like, you know how, like, Scream is in in some way, it's kind of like a meta version of Halloween? Yeah. The Final Girls is a meta version of Friday the 13th. Oh, and okay. it's better than every Friday the 13th movie, in my opinion. Cool. What about Saw? Uh, 
I'm not a big fan of torture porn movies. I actually haven't. Saw as a blind spot for me. Oh, okay. I just, yeah, for some reason that that whole there's a whole subgenre in the early 2000s of the torture porn subgenre where it was basically like instead of scaring you, we're going to work on grossing you out, and it never right. stuck with me. Yeah, I've never seen any myself, um, and you know, obviously, I'm not as big of a horror aficionado as you are, but. Um, <laughs> I do appreciate the art, but yeah, it just never, uh, yeah, it just does very little for me. Yes. Yeah. In fact, it, you know, makes me just want to turn my head away. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's the thing where it's, just, it's kind of just gross. But I see the trailer, I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to, like, I, I will go to a theater and hope to be scared, but I don't want to go and see something that's going to make me go, ugh, nasty. Right. So. Uh, what about paranormal activity? Do you have a... Um... The first one is probably the best. The second one's pretty good too. Uh, the third, the fourth one is the one where the only one in the four that I saw that I thought was just like monumentally worse than mm. the other one. Like the first three, I thought well, these are all all right, and then the fourth one came out. I was like, uh, and that's why I haven't seen any of the rest of them since the, the fourth one came out. Mm-hmm. The fourth one I thought was just so below everything else. Right. Do you have a favorite Freddy versus Jason? <laughs> uh, I wish there's um there's actually a fun series of there's two comic series that I wish had been made into Freddy versus Jason sequels, at least one of them, um, which was Freddy versus Jason versus Ash from the Evil Dead franchise. Oh, because that is inherently the problem with Freddy versus Jason as a movie. <clears throat> is because it's two villains in the lead roles, you know, and two villains that people care about, the protagonist. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to make you want to root for the protagonist in that situation. It's like an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And also, because there are people involved and, you know, there's going to be a fight, one of them has to win, the protagonist kind of has to choose which one they wanted to win. So there was going to be a lesser of two evils. And I agree that Jason is the lesser of two evils, like the movie kind of posits, but that makes Jason look worse than Freddy in that situation. Right. Whereas if you had, like, Ash as the main character, who's like, I'm going to kill them all, then it would have been a lot smoother of a film, I think. Right. But the licensing and royalties would have been, like, hell, though, to figure out for something like that. I know that they did have conversation about it. Like, there was an offer on the table, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was Sam Raimi or if it was Bruce Campbell who both who said no. Mm-hmm. But I know it was it was planned to be a thing, and then it didn't. So they took that script and repurposed it into a like a, a graphic novel sort of thing. Oh, okay. Well, that actually is a great segue because I was just about to say, do you have any um, Halloween literature for this time of year that you recommend? Oh man. Uh, I, I, as far as graphic novels go, the only one, the only two that I can really think off the top of my head are the Lock and Key series by Joe Hill. So Joe Hill is actually the son of Stephen King. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's released a lot of really good books like Nosferatu, uh, Strange Weather, was fun. But um, he also released a graphic novel series called Lock and Key, which is really good. And there's also a one-off graphic novel, which is a sequel to the Halloween movie I mentioned earlier, Trick or Treat. I forget what it's called. 
And it's, it's interesting because that trick or treat kind of goes into uh, it, it goes it plays with times. So it goes through different um, timelines. It goes like to the past because it's, it's one of those things like when you have a comic book, you have no budgetary restriction, mm-hmm. so you can kind of do whatever you want. It's called Trick or Treat: Days of the Dead. Hmm. The one-off graphic novel it was pretty fun. It's also from Goosebumps Graphics novels called Goosebumps Graphics, and I'd also recommend. Uh, as far as books, though, <clears throat> I would definitely recommend anything by Grady Hendrix. He's written a book called Horror Store, which is about a haunted idea. Hmm. And um, he also wrote a great nonfiction book called Paperbacks from Hell, which... It's one of those books that gives you the gift of many books because it tells you about all of these incredible, ridiculous paperback books from the 70s and 80s. So you'll walk away from that book with like 10 other books you want to read right away. Hmm. And also a great book called uh, Meddling Kids by Edgar Cantero, which is a, it's kind of like uh, if Scooby-Doo and the gang had to investigate an H.P. Lovecraft story. Oh, cool. It's really good. It's 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 one of those books that, as a writer, it makes me furious to read because of how amazing written it is, and yeah. I'm just like I'm so jealous of that band. But have you been writing any uh, horror scripts or anything? I have. Hang on, I'm taking a look at my photo. Excuse me. Uh, I'm writing, I'm in the middle of a short story that I hope to turn into either a novel or a screenplay uh, called Bad Air Day. Air spelled H-E-I-R. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> cool. and I thought it was a winning title and I was really proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, that is great. And I'm also writing a script right now. Uh, where the main characters are two undertakers who pick up a dead person who is not happy with the fact that they're dead. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you were an undertaker for a bit, right? A little bit. Yeah. Done some things in in this life. That sounds a lot darker when I start (sighs) like that. But yeah, but I'm working on that. I'm working on. I'm surprisingly keeping up with some writing it's been a it's been a long arduous journey since college but i am actually getting writing done nowadays good yeah yeah oh man good 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 let me see uh well we've covered a good bit media tv Mm. film graphic novels any um are there do you know of any haunted attractions nationwide that you recommend or have you are you into that sort of thing oh um i would love to all right this is gonna be a weird sidetrack perfect but it it gets me to where i want to if i were in la right now which i am not but if i were i would definitely want to go see um this thing that's called house of creep which the creative director of that, it, it, they, each year they do a different kind of attraction called like Creep LA. I'm sure you can find it if you look on creepla.com or something like that. The host, I mean, the uh, creative director behind Creep 
L.A., is also one of the main actors and is also the host or one of the two hosts of the Goosebumps podcast, Welcome to Deadcast, hmm. which is obviously my favorite podcast of all time because of Goosebumps. And they're awesome in that show. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I would, if I were in L.A., I would love to go see that, but it's, you know, yeah. other, other coast over here, so... Um, well, actually, that. Uh, what about any uh, good like horror or Halloween scene podcast? Oh, I, I'd love to shout out some of my favorite podcasts. Let's see. Yeah. Besides this one, of course, and professional horror <laughs> podcast. Professional horror. Yeah. Professional horror podcast. I I love to listen to uh, Welcome to Deadcast, Goosebumps podcast, okay, uh, yeah. Boys and Ghouls. Uh, Nightmare on Film Street, which they, both of those podcasts deal with. Um, they just kind of talk about horror movies. Boys and Ghouls are more do like one topic, like those with this month we're doing all the different Dracula movies. And Nightmare on Film Street more deals with like those do head to head matches where they review two movies and like compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. Like those do, uh, for they did a Stephen King month and they did Salem's Lots of miniseries versus the It miniseries or something like that. And, uh, oh man, obviously it's a lot of, uh, last podcast on the left, but that's somewhat different. Yeah. Same, you know, same, same idea though. They get, yeah, it's uh, still a true crime podcast. It deals with a lot of horror adjacent things. Mm-hmm. I was actually just listening to the one where they talk about the history of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I'm currently listening to their uh, Jonestown series again because I oh. love listening to cult episodes. Yeah. Another, another story I'm working on is about a cult, so I'm trying to like get as much info about cult into my poor little brain as it can stomach. <laughs> um, have you listened to the Mormon one at all? The newest podcast? Yeah, I just finished the Mormon episode. That's Did you like? Intense. Yeah. That was some, that was some serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on I don't want to, it's, it's fine. I don't want to comment like too much about my opinions on Mormonism because it is like a legit religion, and you know I don't want to listen to the episodes if you're listening to this. They lay out some fun stuff about the history of Mormonism mm-hmm. and its weird background. But I don't, I don't want to get people after me. <laughs> For all the Mormon listeners out there. Oh. <laughs> you all guys are all right. All nine, I think I have 19 listeners last time I checked. So, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a percentage that one of them could be a Latter-day yeah. Saint. If you're, if you're a Latter-day Saint, you know what? Good for you, man. You do you. Yeah, enjoy all your wives. and uh, yeah. You do you. I hope you're one of the ones um, that make it into heaven. Yeah. That's all we can ask for in this life is for you to do you, and that's all I care about. Yep. I also, as a, another horror uh, medium, back to get back on topic, I recently picked up uh, a new horror video game. Oh, cool. I totally forgot about video games. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's made by the same people who made uh, Until Dawn. Okay. Which is a fantastic game. I love Until Dawn. Yeah. It's called of uh, it's called Man of Medan or Madan, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh but it is um 
it's part of a series of games that they're going to be doing like for the next like I don't know eight years or something called the Dark Pictures Anthology, where they're basically all choose your own adventure horror stories in oh. video games. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really cool. Because like in Until Dawn, you could have it where every every person survives, and you can have it where no one survives. You can have everything in between that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, from what I've heard, Man of Medan does it differently, where there's a much more variety of different outcomes you can have. Mm-hmm. They also just released a Blair Witch game that I would love to play, but I have a PS4, not an Xbox One. Gotcha. As far, and as far as horror games go, I think uh, Outlast is probably the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. It's so intense. It's, it's literally a found footage video game. Because wow. you're actually recording stuff uh, as you make your way through this psychiatric hospital where there's like monsters and stuff. Hmm. And it's intensely scary. Well, much planned. Yeah, man. You got a got a list of uh, things to uh, watch, read, and play after this. Yeah, um, I may even ask if you don't mind uh, if you could send me some of the stuff that you talked about. I'll, I'll include it in the description, like Chris's Chris's list for a perfect Halloween season or something. No worries. Um, cool. And yeah, I'll have to have you on for a proper episode sometime. Really, uh, talk about what all you do as a writer and whatnot. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you uh, doing this. No I think worries, I'm going to put this out tomorrow, actually. All right. To keep Sounds the, good to me. Keep it going. Cool. All right. Uh, hey. And I'll also hope to have you on my podcast at some point. I'm going to start recording episodes again. It's just... It's been it's been a weird year so sure. far. Yep. The productivity. Yep. Well, any uh, any last words for the good people out there? Uh, go out and support horror, especially indie horror movies. Go on VOD and find some stuff because a lot a lot of times, even though there's been some good theatrical horror movies this year, a lot of times the real sort of craft can be found in uh, VOD movies these days. And gotta support indie horror because without indie horror, the whole genre as a whole, you know, gets thinner and it falls. And you know, then we only get what theatrical horror movies give us, and sometimes they don't scratch the right itches, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, like I, I saw 55 horror movies that came out last year. I'm probably gonna see the same amount or a similar amount this year. There's definitely gonna be some in some horror movie specifically for you that's gonna get you what exactly what you want and because of that odds are it's not going to be a movie that came out you know nationwide in theater it's going to be something in the uh indie scene mm-hmm. cool yeah. all right chris well i appreciate it no problem hope to uh, talk soon oh yeah have a good rest of your morning you as well thanks good. all right see ya yep bye